When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, College Across fans? The end of the road is here. The national championship game was today. Virginia and Yale, they played another excellent game. Uh, I expected it to be. We all did, and it, it didn't disappoint. This whole season hasn't disappointed, though. And one other thing worth noting before we get into all this stuff here is 7,000 subscribers. Woohoo! We went over 7,000 subscribers today while I was sitting outside uh, at a fire, drinking, a, sipping on a beer with my wife and my kids. So that's awesome. Thank you for getting us to 7,000 subscribers. Thank you for giving us any of your attention. Also, I'm going to announce the winner of this jersey at the end of the video. I know that sucks, but hey, that's how it rolls. So incredible game here. I digress. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into it. The Last Factor Podcast. So I have watched both Yale and Virginia play a lot this year. I think a bunch of us have followed them pretty much right along. I never saw UVA coming out here and being the bully, uh, the biggest bully on the field. Uh, Yale has typically been the bully on the field all season long. I did not see Virginia coming out and just pushing Yale around every step of the way, beating them to nearly every loose ball. Anything that had to do with hustle, Virginia pretty much won this battle. That was incredible, and I didn't see it coming. They completely, you know, kind of, you could tell it kind of took Yale off guard a little bit uh, coming out and getting pushed around as badly as they did. Another um, uh, uh, important part of this game, Alex Rode had himself a game, 13 saves versus nine goals against. The kid had a shaky season. He had been benched a couple of times for the, uh, the, the young kid there. I forget his name off the top of my head, but who cares? Rode becomes the most out, is named the most outstanding player of the game in the national championship game. So he battled through all that adversity this year, got them through the playoffs. He played, he had an, an, an excellent semifinal game. He has an excellent finals. He's named the most outstanding player great for him also you can obviously see here Virginia won this game 13-9 I know I didn't say that to start but I just assume everybody who's watching this already knows that you're not here to find out who won this game you're here to just hear me yammer on about it another key point to this game uh Petey LaSala four face-off wins was all he had on the uh, over over the course of the game but it felt like it was a lot more than that because he scored two goals off of uh, those four face-offs that he won. So that was huge for LaSala, and it kind of equalized TD's dominance at the face-off X a little bit because, as usual, TD was incredible. TD goes 18 of 24. He had a stretch early where he let LaSala win a couple, and then he regrouped and just continued to win and win and win and win over and over and over again. So TD dominated, and that typically translates to wins or at least a one-goal game for Yale. His dominance has always given Yale a shot to win the game at the end. Not this time because Virginia's defense got stops. They stopped the ball. That's how they're able to overcome TD in the end. They lost a lot of faceoffs to Ireland. Ireland. Erland. My daughter was calling him TD Ireland today during the game. Uh, they lost a lot of faceoffs to Erland, but they didn't let Yale turn those faceoffs into goals. They got stops, and then when they got their chances, they they finished. 
And I mean, the stops, whether it was the defense making a takeaway, Road making a save, or even the attackmen just riding like a bunch of damn savages because the Virginia attack, Road uh, uh, yelled like crazy. Didn't matter what form the defense came in. They got stops. They turned those those turnovers into offensive possessions and then enough goals to to beat Yale in the end. Um, Virginia attacking midfielders held Yale to 15 of 23 on clear. So as I'm talking about turnovers and stops, Yale, you know, should have gotten the ball back at least 18 of 23, you know, 20 of 23. Yale would have liked to have been Virginia as they held everybody into the 70% clear uh, area this season, 15 of 23. Uh, clears for Yale that hurt them badly because once again you're talking about TD dominating at the faceoff X, but then you have Yale giving the ball back here and there to Virginia over the course of just regular turnovers and then failed clears. The failed clears hurt them. Uh, UVA was 17 of 17 on their clears through three quarters, and then they kind of where we started to see it didn't matter in the end, but uh, Virginia went six of 11 over the fourth quarter and clear. So Virginia cleared incredibly well during the first three quarters of the game as they held on to that lead and tried to just neutralize uh, Erlen's effect, but they go six of 11 over the fourth, but it turned out it didn't matter. Um, and Yale specifically, Yale failed three clears in the first quarter and they failed three clears in the fourth quarter. It, it, Yale had kind of chipped away, or as Yale was trying to chip away at this game, had they not failed on those three clears over the fourth, they could have got to within one or two, but those failed clears ended up killing them in the end. As we tie in, we can now let's let's get into a little bit of a game recap here, and I'll kind of rip through what happened, show you highlights, and all that good stuff. Jack Ty, he gets things started off scoring the game's first goal as UVA simply failed to close out on him as he stepped down. Gives uh, Yale the a one goal lead, one zero lead. They, they they it looked from that point like it might be trouble. Oh, TD wins a faceoff. Yale scores. I mean, it was only one nothing at that point, but it got everybody thinking. I'm sure because it got me thinking. Matt Moore had a great game, four goals and an assist. He scored UVA's first two goals, answering Yale and ties, and gave UVA their first lead of the game. Michael Krause, he started a four-goal run for Virginia in his first game unassisted and then followed that up just under three minutes later on a feed from Jeff Connor, giving UVA a two-goal lead, 4-2. to two. And then Dox Aitken, adding insult to injury, he gives v- Virginia a three-goal lead just a minute and 24 seconds later and enter... Petey frickin' LaSala scoring off the ensuing faceoff. This gives UVA a solid 6-2 lead that they ended up taking into the half. And at this point, 6-2, it felt a lot bigger than that. At this point already, UVA had pushed Yale around. Uh, Yale didn't win as many as many faceoffs as, as they thought they would over the course of the first half. And 6-2 just did not feel good. Yale's offense had no momentum whatsoever to open up the second half. Matt Gaudet, right away, he opens up the second half with his second goal of the game, again from Brandau, who had a bonkers tournament for a freshman for Yale. Great things to come from Brandau. And then from there, the wheels fell off. First, it's Ryan Conrad. He scores following a scrum off the ensuing faceoff. Then Michael Krause from Matt Moore, and things were starting to look rough for Yale at that point. Eight to four. You know, at, at that stage in the game in the third quarter, it's just, ooh, eight to four. And the way that it looked, it just looked bad. Then Matt Moore, he scores his third of the game with 10.02 left in the third, giving Virginia a 9 4 lead. So here, 
Well, actually, in the next one, and I regret to inform all of you Yale fans, Petey fucking Lasala puts the nail in the coffin, scoring his second of the game off the next draw. And with 9.55 left in the third quarter, the Cavs turned a 6-4 game at about the 13.40 point off Gaudet's goal. It was 6-4, and they flipped that and turn it into a 10-4 beatdown at this point. And then don't let the 13-9 score fool you. Dox Aitken, he makes it 12-5 with 12.29 left in the fourth. The two sides still looked miles apart at that point. And then Brandau, he ends up bringing up two goals. Uh, the first coming 12-13, uh, left in the fourth on a feed from Jackson Morrill, and then another with 4.30 remaining in the contest, this one unassisted. But it's still just, it was done. Uh, Virginia played so incredible start to finish. They out-hustled Yale on every, every opportunity that they had. They beat them up. They body-checked them. I'm going to run a highlight here right now, if I haven't run it already, of, uh, of Gaudet getting lit up. And it, it would just went like that the, the whole game. It was, it was incredible. Virginia deserved this win more than, more than you know. If you didn't see the game and you're just watching this or you just watched the highlights, it, watching the entire game, watching everything that wasn't a goal or an assist, you know, it, it was incredible from start to finish. Stats of interest, the goalies mattered. Both teams, 22 shots on cage. The difference was on the keepers. If you want to be a dick about it, you know, 13 saves for road, uh, nine saves for star, and that's the score. So the keepers made a huge difference, and that's why Alex Road is the most outstanding player of this game because his 13 saves to stars nine was literally the score of this game. Virginia stole Yale's candy. You know, UVA wins the turnover battle 20 to 15. I was surprised, actually. I expected to see that stat be more in the 23 to 12 range. I thought there was a larger spread there because it felt like Virginia took the ball away a lot more as you watched it. But 20 to 15, five more turnovers than your opponent. That's good enough to win that battle. That's good enough to, you know, swing the game by two goals or so. Yale couldn't clear. We've already talked about that. They failed on eight of 23 of their clears. The UVA attackers and mids, they deserve a ton of credit. They, they ran around and rode Yale as they tried to clear the ball like a bunch of savages. The ground ball battle, it was semi-even. I forget the stat, but it was like within two, 48, 46 or something like that. And I think the, the nod went to Yale or maybe it was UVA. Either way, the ground ball battle was super close, but that was only because of TD. Without TD, Virginia murked Yale on, on, on ground balls, on loose balls, on everything that had to do with a loose or ground or ball on the ground. Virginia murked them. Faceoffs, 19 to six. That's not bad. You know, Yale wins 19, Virginia wins six. I mean, it's not good. And in a, in a, in a game where your goalie doesn't make 13 saves versus your own goalies, nine saves, you win that game. Uh, typically if you win 19 faceoffs and the other team only wins six, but it ended up being enough. LaSala scoring two goals off those draws that, that neutralized TD and TD only puts up an assist on the day. And, and so LaSala to me, LaSala was huge. You know, he kind of, they, the, the faceoff team won that battle. They neutralized Yale's transition off the faceoff game. Huge in closing. And we're getting to that point here. UVA had more stars. I had said it uh, in the preview show that UVA, that if they were going to win this game, it was going to be because they had more firepower. I didn't expect it to be because of Alex Road, but he was one of the big things, but just the firepower. Kraus and Moore, they played like they were the best players on the field, and they were at least today. Ryan Conrad had a day. He didn't show up in the the score column as much, one goal, but he has seven ground balls, three caused turnovers. So Conrad, his play between the boxes was huge. His play on the faceoff X was big for them. Virginia's defense, 
just be, night and day difference between earlier in the year, you know, they they drop a couple of bad games and the defense just looked shaky early in the season. Goalkeeping looked shaky early in the season. So who would have thought that by this point in the year, the defense was going to be one of their strengths, their goalkeeper road after all the adversity he battled through, he was going to end up being one of their strengths. So that was huge. They bottled up all of Yale stars other than Brandau. Morrill, one assist. Jack Ty, two goals. Joey Sessa, nothing. Brandau, he goes three and two, you know, so good for him in that way. But they bottled up Yale stars and, and they bottled up the midfield. They did a great job defending Yale from start to finish. Help defense, double teams, you name it. Virginia's defense was stellar. It was a great national championship game. You know, the score, the spread wasn't what we wanted it to be, but I think the surprise is what made this game awesome for me. I'm, I'm a Cuse fan. I'm supposed to hate Virginia. I don't because I do this, but uh, the more you watch lacrosse, the more you appreciate other teams. But I'm a Cuse fan. I'm not supposed to want Virginia to win a national championship, and I found myself rooting right along with them. So great season. The shot clock changed things. The dive changed things. So a couple things we can put to rest. Now that someone beat Yale in the finals, even though TD still marked them at the face-off X, can we stop talking about getting rid of face-offs? You know, I always thought that was stupid, and I would poke people and, and egg people on and things like that, but that's stupid. You know, we're going to face-off. I don't like it. I don't like when one player dominates other players like that, but, you know, TD, Baptiste, they're generational talents. I'm not sure we're going to see somebody have the level of dominance that Baptiste and TD have had. Now, I could be wrong, and face-off guys are crazy, but I, I just feel like they're going to spur on another renaissance here where we're going to start seeing some other guys, and we'll end up with five or six face-off guys that are th- uh, this sick. And I think Kyle Gallagher, that was it was good to have him this year do battle with TD, but we can put to rest. We don't need to change the face-off rules. Teams still are going to lose those games, even where they mark people on the face-offs. Both Yale and Virginia, they're going to be just crazy next year both both teams they have their cores all coming back virginia is going to lose a guy like conrad and a couple of others um and yale they lose some too but nothing big they both teams uh, return the core of their attack units the core of their midfield units and the core of their defense both teams get their goalies back i believe road i I think they get road i think road's only a sophomore i'm just drawing a blank on that now but both both of these teams are going to be ridiculously good next year both of these teams have a shot at ending up right where they left off here today and we aren't done here we're going to move on from from college we're going to do a couple of podcasts here over the course of the next week uh we're going to do give out the rest of our awards and and just do you know maybe a couple of closing things here and there uh but right right after that uh thursday thursday show we're going to talk mll and pll we're going to do a pll preview on thursday and we're jumping right into covering those games so we're not done here just because the college season is over we're going to keep rolling um the jersey. Let's get to that. You guys have been have waited and have been good. Wendell, the freaking songwriter, you win the jersey. That's two W's. I think whatever won the last one. And Wendell, the songwriter, won this random drawing. Honestly, though, the reason those guys win is because those guys are put every comment they, they put up is, is thoughtful and, and deep. So, you know, the more, the more comments that you put up that are solid like that, the better the chance you have. And those guys come out on every video and they're always thoughtful and deep. If you want to support us, this is the last chance. You have to support us at least for the college season, and then come next week, you can start supporting us for the PLL and MLL season. But you can go to laxfactor.com, get yourself a t-shirt. We have these. You can also get yourself a cool pair of shorts or whatever. These are the Rampage Lacrosse shorts, Lax 
factor.com. The jersey here that we uh, we're just going to give off to Wendell, this comes from tribelacrosse.com, so I want to thank them for donating this jersey and the other one that we gave away to whatever. Hey, whatever, man. I haven't shipped that yet to you by accident, but whatever. I know you'll be cool with it. So Wendell the Songwriter, go to facebook.com forward slash laxfactor. Hit me up on private chat, and we can arrange uh, uh, the handoff of this jersey. If you're under 18, I don't really want to give it to you. Uh, We have a T-shirt that I can give you instead, Um, so let me know. But again, guys, 7,000 subscribers. That's bonkers. I thank you for that. Just been an incredible lacrosse season. It's been awesome. I'm looking forward to moving on. Actually, the other lacrosse channel, Lacrosse Analytics, we're going to look to collaborate with him a little bit. There's a bunch of guys that we're going to try to work with this offseason so that come fall ball for the college season, we're going to be able to have more people covering it. Uh, It'll be other someone other than just me that you get to look at and and gaze upon as we're doing this. So again, I thank you, 7,000 subscribers. It's been a fun season. I can't believe y'all have listened and tolerated my shit for this long, but that's it. (laughs) 